Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Elijah and the source of his strength. Oh, hallelujah. I read that Elijah was a man like you and me. He was a man of flesh and blood, which same like passions, and there are many different translations, but it comes down to the same thing, that he was a man of flesh and blood like you and me with, uh, hallelujah, wonderful, glorious moments, but also he was a man like you and me with faults and mistakes, but yet he was a man that knew where his strength was. He knew who his source was, and he was able to connect to that source. And that strength moved him and was in him moving, and it brought down the enemy's stronghold. We have many strongholds of the enemy today, but hallelujah, the same power that brought it down in earlier days and in the past will bring it down today. I want to say that again, that same power, the power of God, that has brought down the strongholds of the enemy many times through history is able to bring it down in our days today. Believe that. Oh, say it in the name of Jesus. Say, Lord, you are the same yesterday. You are the same today. You are the same forevermore. And Lord, you are still able to bring down strongholds. You are still able to bring down giants. You are still able to move mountains, to make a way where there is no way, to bring water in the desert dryness. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. We proclaim it and we believe it. Because if you read the history books and if you read the Bible and the history of the Bible, you will see that there are many times in history that the enemy was able to build up a great stronghold and to bring the nation to serve him and to bow down before idols and to worship evil spirits. And that it looked like, it looked like, I want to say it looked like in the eyes of men, it looked like God was nowhere to be found. God was dead, that he did not make his word to come true at all, that he had left us behind, that he had turned his back to the world and to mankind. And, and the enemy was just going around roaring like a lion seeking whom he could devour and just building up this stronghold that it looked like to the church, like, how can this ever change? How can this ever change? Well, we are talking about the days of Elijah and how Ahab and Jezebel turned the hearts of the people to worship idols, how the people of God, the true disciples of the Lord, were hiding in caves and how many of the priests and the prophets had been murdered and killed and how on the high places, They were sacrificing to the Baal and the Astartes and and how the people were under the control and manipulation of these evil spirits. And it looked like nothing could change it. Nothing could break that yoke that was upon the nation, that was upon the people. It went up to the highest regions, even the king himself and all his faithful ones, the ones that were in power And the ones that were ruling the nation, they were all full of these evil spirits and their hearts were set on doing evil things and they didn't want to acknowledge the Lord. Oh, that makes you think of today, doesn't it? But I tell you, the Lord was able to bring a change in the days of Elijah and he's able to bring a change in our day today. You might say, how, John? How will God do it? Oh, the whole popular mainstream is against the truth. It is against 
what is of God, what is holy, what is light, what is pure. John, how is the Lord able to bring a change in these days? Well, when that all that evilness is coming over the land, when all that darkness is there, and when the devil is going around and those evil spirits are going around, I tell you, God is raising up somewhere in an unknown village, an unknown man who might be weak of himself, or maybe it's a simple woman, or maybe it's even a child, someone who is still a youngster, a young teenager, but he is preparing that person. He is preparing that child like he was preparing David. He's preparing that man like he was preparing Elijah. He's preparing that woman like he was preparing Ruth and Esther and etc., etc. Read the stories. Read history. See how God in secret is preparing a weak, simple person that at the right moment, at the right time, he will reveal his strength, his power through that person who is only a channel of him, and he will make his glory to be known. Oh, hallelujah, I believe that at the right moment, the moment of the greatest need, he will send that person, he will send that child, he will send that teenager, that woman, or that man, and through that person, he will bring down all the stronghold of the enemy. He will thwart the plan of the enemy. It says in Isaiah chapter 59, verse 19, and so they will fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. For he, the Lord, will come in like a narrow rushing stream, which the breath of the Lord drives, overwhelming the enemy. Oh, hallelujah. I want to speak in new tongues. Oh, in this message, I tell you many times, even in the previous broadcast, I wanted to speak in new tongues because I'm getting so excited. But it's not just an excitement out of my mind, but it is an excitement in the Holy Spirit that I believe God is preparing. Oh, he is preparing this man. Oh, this weak man, this simple woman. Oh, he's preparing this youngster, this teenager. He's making them ready and he is setting the scene and the enemy, they already think they have won. They are already celebrating, getting drunk of their wine of victory. Oh, they think they have won. The devil thinks he has won. Oh, that he could change history, that he could change the plans of God. But I tell you, every word in the Bible up to the very last dot will come into fulfillment. God will do what he has spoken and what he has said. Hallelujah. That's how it has always went. And that's how it will go even in our days. And it says here, the Lord will come in like a narrow rushing stream, which the bread of the Lord drives, overwhelming the enemy. Yes, that day is coming. And you know, Elijah, he was one of those men in history that God used to bring down the mighty bulwarks of the enemy. Oh, Elijah, he was an inhabitant of Gilead, a place, an area in the east of Jordan, and it was not an easy area to live. It was a rugged land, and he was growing up there, and he knew the word of the Lord. He was passionate for the Lord and for the things concerning the kingdom of the Lord. Do you have a heart that is passionate for the Lord and the things of the Lord and the kingdom of the Lord, that is passionate for the church, that's passionate for the area that you are living in, for the street that you are living in, 
that it will be a street that will serve the Lord, where the glory of the Lord will be seen, where souls will come to the Lord and be saved. Hallelujah. Well, Elijah, he was there, and the news of Ahab and Jezebel, and how they had killed the priests of the Lord, and how they had exchanged them for these idol priests, these servants of idols, and how they brought the people to worship idols, that news came to him, and it must have pierced his soul, and it must have brought him into a righteous anger. And so what could he do? He could pray. And so Elijah, he was praying. And as he was praying, the Lord must have led him to the warning which the Lord gave through the lips of Moses in Deuteronomy 11, verses 16 and 17. The Lord says there, Beware that your hearts are not deceived, and that you do not turn away from the Lord and serve other gods and worship them, or else the Lord's anger will be kindled and burn against you, and he will shut up the heavens so that there will be no rain and the land will not yield its fruit, and you will perish quickly from the good land which the Lord is giving you. God can lead us as we pray to promises and to warnings that he has given in his word. And so Elijah, he knew the word of the Lord. He knew the law of Moses, the word of Moses. And he was praying, and in his prayer, the Lord must have reminded him of this warning that he gave through the lips of Moses. And so Elijah started to pray for this warning to become a reality. I believe this is how it went, at least as he was a man of Scripture. He was not just living as some people live in the Spirit. He was a man who lived in the solid Word of God. I'm not saying don't live in the Spirit, but you can never live in the Spirit separated from the Word of the Lord. The Spirit is always connected to the Word, and the Spirit of the Lord will always bring into remembrance the Word of the Lord. Many things that we read, I should say all things that we read, that Jesus was doing, that Jesus was saying, even the words that the Father said about Jesus was scripture that was already spoken in the past. And so there are scriptures that are there that as we pray in a certain situation, the Lord will remind us of a warning. He will remind us of a promise and our prayer will change as we start to pray that warning or that promise over the land or over our family or over our situation. I believe this is very important. It says in Psalms 50, verse 21 and 22, these things you have done and I kept silent. You thought that I was just like you. Now I will reprimand and denounce you and state the case in order before your eyes. Now consider this, you who forgot God, or I will tear you in pieces and there will be no one to rescue you. God says, you, you thought I was gone. You thought that I would never make true and never give due on my word. But I tell you, now I have come down and I will tear you to pieces if you forget me. And so Elijah, he started to pray this awful and terrible prayer. I must think of several years ago that we were speaking together as we saw our nation decline from the things of God and we saw the evil things coming up and taking their place and position on the schools, in society, on the media, and uh, of course in the government. 
And, and as I saw this development and we were praying together and talking together, we said, what can change this? What can prevent this? What can change this? What will bring us back to a nation that serves the Lord? And the only thing I could think of is, well, if there comes great persecution in the land, if there comes great difficulty in the land, if the need will come to such a point that the people will humble themselves again and start seeking the living God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob again. So many times in history we see that the only thing that could bring a change in a man, in a woman, in a nation, etc., etc., was great need, great difficulty. And so Elijah, he must have seen, oh, our land has fallen away from the Lord. People don't know the Lord anymore. People are serving idols right now. Oh, up to the highest regions, even the, the, the ones that should know, they don't know it anymore. What can bring this land back to serving the Lord? And he was reminded of the warning that the Lord says, if you do this, if you turn away from me, if you start to serve the idols of the land, I will shut up the heavens and no rain will fall anymore. And the land will not yield its fruit anymore. And you will perish because the land will not give the good of the land anymore. I will withhold the rain. And so Elijah, this, this prayer must have turned into a thought, into a prayer, into a call to the Lord. Lord, you said that if this will happen in the land, if people will not follow you anymore, if they will bow down before idols, Lord, you will shut up the heavens no rain will fall down. There will come a great hunger. There will come a great need. So, Lord, shut up the heavens. Oh, Lord, I don't want to pray this over my nation. I don't want to pray a prayer that my fellow men, my, my fellow men of this nation will come into this great need. But I just don't see any other solution. I don't see any other way that their heart will be drawn to you again. So, Lord, Oh, make do on your word and shut up the heavens and let the hunger come. Let the thirst come so that people will come back to seek you, the living one. And I believe that prayer was burning so in the heart and in the mind of Elijah that suddenly he thought to himself, now I must go to Ahab and I must tell him himself, oh, the physical suffering is not as bad as the suffering of the spirit when the spirit has fallen away from the source of life, when the spirit of man has fallen in darkness, when the spirit of man is lost in death and in slavery of the chains of the enemy, in the chains of Satan, and in the chains and darkness of sin and hell. Oh, I tell you, it's better that you have nothing in your life in this world, but that you are saved and that you know you have an eternity with him than that you have everything in this world but your soul, your spirit man is lost and is damned for eternity. And so Elijah, he thought it's better that my fellow man will fall into great suffering, but that their souls will be saved, that their spirit will be saved, than that they will sit here under the reign of Ahab and have everything and be so happy partying in the flesh all day and every day, but be lost for eternity. And so Elijah, he said, I must go in verse one of chapter 17, Elijah the Tisbeth, who was of the settlers of Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives before whom I stand, there shall be neither dew nor rain these years, 
except by my word. Oh, what a meeting, <laughs> what a confrontation. It doesn't say where this confrontation was, but it was the old gospel against those new idols. It was the son of the desert standing there against that king's son standing in the high courts. It was he, Elijah, with that coat of camel hair standing there against this man, Ahab, standing there in his soft silk clothing. Oh, it was moral strength against immorality and weakness in the flesh. All oh, that confrontation that was there. This was no child's play. Oh, it was finished with all those prophets and all those uh, priests. They were all killed or they were hiding. But yet this one man, he was standing there confronting this king, confronting not only that king of flesh, but he was confronting every spirit of the devil and darkness that was ruling and reigning in the land. What a confrontation. How was Elijah able to stand, not before Ahab only, but stand before the stronghold of the enemy, standing there before the devil himself and all that demonic force and the demonic powers? I tell you, Elijah, he had a secret source of strength. Oh, hallelujah. He had a secret source of strength. There was a source inside of him that was flowing. And that source of strength, it is also for us today. It's not somewhere that we cannot reach it, that it's not accessible to us. That strength that Elijah had, that enabled him to confront the forces of evil and darkness and stand against this king and to speak out this word of the Lord, that it would not rain anymore except upon his word. That strength that was in him, it is accessible for us. It is there readily available for us. We cannot face or confront what is against us today if we do not stand in that same strength of Elijah. Oh, my dear friend, you need to listen to my next broadcast because it's so important for you and for your life. But let us pray right now as we bring this session to a close. Lord, I thank you for Elijah, who was standing there in your strength, in your power, facing Ahab and Jezebel and all these forces and all these powers of the enemy. He was facing these evil spirits and the devil himself who was ruling in the land who had taken control of the house of the king, who had taken control of the government of the land, who had taken control of the schooling system of the land, who had taken control of society itself, of the houses of worship. Oh, he was standing there alone, but yet he was not alone because he was there with you and you were there with him. But he was standing there as a man alone, but he was confronting all this darkness. He was confronting this stronghold because you were there with him. And Lord, hallelujah, that you are with him. How could he have survived standing there alone in his own strength? But it was your strength that kept him standing. And so your strength, the same source that was available for Elijah, is available to us today. That same strength is available to us today that Elijah had that we also may confront every force of darkness, every stronghold of the enemy. Lord, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, oh, as you are preparing 
Oh, a teenager, a weak man, a simple woman, as you are preparing that person today, that they will also connect to that source, that strength of life. And Lord, that at the right moment, at the right time, led by your Spirit, in total accordance with your Word, we may face those strongholds and those evil powers even in our days, and you will bring them down. Hallelujah. You will bring them down. Glory to God. And the hearts of the people will be drawn to you once again. Lord, as I'm speaking these messages, as I'm preaching this word, all the ones that you have your eyes upon to prepare and to use in the time that is before us, that this word will burn inside them that they will seek you with their whole heart, that you will be able to prepare them, that you will be able, Lord, to make them ready for that carmel moment. But, Lord, there is still much to happen before that carmel moment will come. And, Lord, that we will be faithful in our walk, that we may reach Mount Carmel, and that we may see your glory and your fire fall. And, Lord, help us to go through all these phases and to stay faithful by your strength and your power that the enemy's work will be brought down even today. I thank you. You will do it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 